The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A drone attack caused minor damage to several buildings in Moscow this week. Meanwhile, Russia has been targeting Ukraine's capital for three nights in a row, wreaking havoc on residential buildings. So what exactly happened in both cities? What has the reaction been on the ground? Well, I'm joined by Kira Rudik, member of the Ukrainian parliament, leader of the political party Golos. Good morning, Kira. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Now, first of all, tell us about what's happening in your capital, because uh, we've seen pictures on television uh, and there have been a number of fatalities. Honestly, this night was the first night uh, in a week that we were able to sleep without the air raid siren on and without the massive attack of drones and missiles. Uh, There were uh, various uh, civilian buildings hit and people died. Uh, I think the worst thing about it is kids that uh, don't sleep at night because they have to spend it in bomb shelters. And then during the day, uh, during the school hours, they have to run to the bomb shelters after the explosions in the city. So it's a feeling of a total terror that is happening all around uh, on the emotional side. On the practical side, Uh, Russia is trying to exhaust our air defense systems, launching different kinds of missiles uh, and uh, on different times and from different angles, trying to find where those defense systems are located and destroy them. And you see over the last week that all of those attempts failed. Unfortunately, uh, we here are the targets when they make these attempts to destroy the systems. And uh, this is why we have so many casualties over uh, over this week. And some of the casualties uh, might be attached to uh, debris from the destroyed Russian uh, drones coming down on your streets. Yes, absolutely. So it's not from the direct missile hit, because if you imagine what the direct missile hit, it's like a huge explosion that destroys buildings and everything around it. What you see on TV and all these videos, they show you the result of um, the um, parts of the drones and missiles hitting the buildings. This is the result, uh, and it is very unfortunate, but it's not as bad as uh, it would be if the missile would hit. Now, the the question of what is happening to um, the uh, emotional condition of the residents, you say children are terrified, they are lacking in sleep and so on, but presumably this is part of Russia's tactic to wear you all down, to wear down your spirit of resistance. Absolutely. They hope that they can instill this fear into people and that we will uh, decide that we don't want to fight anymore. But they know us, they don't know us at all, I can tell you, because people are getting even more helpful to each other. People are getting even more resolved, saying, no, we need to make sure that would not happen ever again to anybody else. And there is one thing that we have as obligation to the kids that are hiding in the bomb shelters. This obligation is that we make sure they would not have to fight this war over and over in three, five, ten years. And this is what we see will happen uh, having Russia as a neighbor. This is why we need to make sure that we have uh, that we win the war and then that we have a very good way of making sure that Russia would not attack us again. 
Now, the attacks on Moscow, um, your government has said, not us, we did not uh, order these attacks or authorise these attacks. Although I think your defence minister said he was actually quite pleased that they had happened, um, but that they weren't the responsibility of the Ukrainian uh, defence forces. What is the reaction of the, the population of Kiev to the news that uh, some Russians, at least in Moscow, are getting a taste of their own medicine of fear? You know, of course, more on an emotional level, people say, yeah, well, it's good that uh, the Russians finally f- feel what we feel because it uh, it surprises us still by this day that people in Russia who used to call themselves our brothers do not protect, do not protest against um, against the war and do not tell Putin to stop whatever he is doing. So it's like uh, by now it's all of their responsibility of the war and destruction and terror that is happening in Ukraine. But on the other hand, there is a huge difference between us and them. And the main difference is we are not terrorists. If we have an extra drone, we will use it at the battlefield to take back an inch of our territory, to support our troops. Uh, we would not say, oh, okay, let's go and uh, and instill some fear and scare some people somewhere. We would say, no, let's go and take back what is ours and try to defend people who are fighting at the front. And this is the main difference in tactics. We never said and we never um, thought that having terrorist attacks uh, can, can win you anything. It's just not the way it should be. And this is uh, why we uh, keep saying Please help us win this war and defend ourselves from from what is uh, what Russia is trying to do to us. And what is the analysis in Kiev of who is responsible for the drone attacks on on Moscow? I mean, the, the, from the Russian point of view, the enemy within uh, are they people who support Ukraine, maybe Ukrainian by birth, who are acting as kind of partisans. Or is there any kind of growing opposition that has military potential against Putin? Well, we want to hope that you're right, that there is a growing opposition to Putin and that there are people who uh, start actively supporting us inside Russia uh, or there may be organized opposition to Putin. Um, Because you see, when the authoritarian regime becomes weaker, uh, then uh, more and more people uh, start opposing it. When it's strong, nobody is stepping up. So, but the issue is that we will never know for sure. The issue is that because there are no international spectators in Russia, there are no independent journalists who would be able to say, oh, these are those drones and this is whom we suspect. We can only uh, have some ideas, but we cannot have the proof. I think moving forward, uh, because Russia does not have any military victories and they did not have it since, um, since last autumn, what they have done, basically terrorizing us with attacks, but it is not the military victory that they can show to their people. So right now, more and more Russians are starting making those questions. Um, so what is going on? And the main question is, what is the reason for the war? Because you see how many times Putin changes his mind, explaining like what are uh, what is the goal that Russian soldiers have here in Ukraine? And what would the victory look like for Russia? They do not have an answer to that because 
because their main goal is to destroy us and their main goal is terror. And under and having failed in all of their goals and achievements here in Ukraine, uh, I think it destabilizes uh, Russian regime, Putin's regime, and there would be more and more attempts to instill fear and destroy what is happening there. And um, um, this is what we have yeah. seen. And, and finally, I should ask you, Kira, about the spring offensive. Uh, people have been waiting for this to, to happen. Um, will it happen? And does it need to happen? Or is Ukraine simply keeping the Russians guessing? So first of all, we have like this pure trust in our military commanders who have shown these amazing uh, successful campaigns over the last year and who are able to defend us right now. So we know one thing, and here in Ukraine we say it happens when it happens. What are you doing to support the army? We understand that for the uh, counteroffensive to be successful, there should be many factors, including the military supplies from the West coming in time, the trainings for our soldiers to be complete, and the weather to be um, to be supportive, I would say. And so uh, once. Uh, it is all in place. You will see. Uh, you will see it happening, and everybody who supported that throughout the way will be able to say we did well. But for now, we cannot put any pressure on this of happening because we know that we are having the same goal, and we need to trust completely to the commanders who will uh, make a call when when they will see an opportunity. Kira Rudik, member of the Ukrainian parliament, leader of the political party Golos, thank you very much for joining us on the programme. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.